You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you EAPers are, you are listening to the In The Lead podcast, and today I have Tyler and Kelvin sitting in with me, and it's a brand new year. Uh, We're here in 2017. Um, So far, it's looking to be super fantastic. We've got a ton of lead generation from you guys. Uh, Super excited about that, and uh, if you guys want to say your hellos, feel free to. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Tyler. There we go. And there you go. You know they exist. You know they're here in the studio, and we're t- going to talk about some really cool stuff. We figured since it, we had the long weekend, uh, weekends, I should say, for the holidays, uh, we just wanted to focus on some really brief news um, and then move right into some questions that you guys came up with in the BeatZillow group, and they're all fantastic questions, so we figured we'd just try and focus on that, uh, get those questions answered to the best of our abilities, and then we could rock and roll into the new year uh, productively. So with that said, we want to start with uh, NAR Research doing a fantastic review about uh, families with kids. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that families are looking to move because their current home is too small, 29% of them, uh, compared to only 9% with no children. So it's a pretty interesting demographic, and it might be something that we could optimize in a squeeze page or an ad campaign, and you can kind of focus or target your audience to those, in, those individuals with larger families. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. So what I've been seeing, I spent the last like three, four weeks really studying Facebook ads. You're going to come up with some nice videos on that. And, you know, it sort of speaks to the success lead sites users are having, you know, getting 20, 30, 40 leads per week with, you know, a pretty small ad spend. Um, but when it comes to something like this, basically what I hear and what I think as a marketer is this is... It, a segment that you can target, right? Moving in with kids, parents, that's really easily targetable on Facebook, Google, any ad platform. And so you just got to match that with your ideal client uh, and you can start getting results. So to make that specific, like what I would do when I hear that is this is saying families looking to move because their home's too small and they just had new kids, right? So with that, you can make an ebook about top 10 things you need to know about moving with kids, top 10 things you need to know about your house and having a baby. Uh, and you can target people who are new moms, people who are pregnant. All those things are targetable on Facebook ads and really can generate cheap clicks because what everyone wants to get cheap leads, right? Like that's, that's basically the cheaper you get leads, the more leads you can get to, you know, profitability, right? If you have dollar leads, it's easier to generate profit from that. And so what you need to do to get dollar emails or $3 leads or $4 leads is to match up your targeting really specifically with something that that avatar would crawl over glass to get. And so in this case, maybe it's a a simple 10-page ebook that you put together in PowerPoint or Keynote to 
programs that are basically free these days um, on your computer, just like the simple 10-step guide to moving with kids, the simple 10-step guide to buying a bigger home after having, you know, children, um, and then putting that on Facebook with, you know, a graphic you made on, you know, free program like Canva and seeing if that performs. If it does perform, great. If it doesn't, maybe take, um, here's a trick for you all. Let's say you get like 100 leads from that and the cost per lead was kind of high. What you then can do is you can take those 100 emails, upload them into Facebook, turn that into a custom audience, and then create a lookalike audience off of that, and then run it to those 100 people's lookalike, and it'll find 100 people like those people um, in your community, and that should lower your cost for action. So these stats are cool and everything, but as a, as a marketing agent, as a legion agent, what you got to be doing is you got to be thinking about, okay, if this is reality, if, you know, this is why people are doing that and that's the statistic and it's important to read those statistics so that you're grounded in reality, here's one way that you can with Facebook and a 10-minute guide that you put together in PowerPoint can like actually grow your business. Right. No, that's a fantastic uh, strategy and, you know, with that, with, in referring to that guide, one of the big things that I've read up on is that, you know, people with no children in a home, the importance of a quality of a school or a district is only 11%. The quality of a school or district with children who, who are under 18 in a home jumps up to 50. So that might be something you want to put into your guide. You know, when looking for a home, uh, especially with a family, you want to double check and make sure the school districts are the best, you know, the, the most optimal for those individuals as well. Uh, stuff like and that's that. something you can target too with Facebook ads, right? You can go target the zip codes that those school districts are in. You can target um, zip codes uh, adjacent to those for people that might be looking in to move into the better zip coded school district. Uh, it's really just you've got to read the stack, come up with a hypothesis, and then execute on it. Yep, exactly. Kelvin, do you have any input on it? No, I think that's basically it. Tyler gave you a whole, the whole process for basically creating your own guide, what you should include into it, how to target it and get going. I think that's the best thing to do. We've been doing a lot of guides and eBooks lately and targeting them differently. Like you said, lookalike audiences have been a huge success for us so far. There's just, that's basically it. Just get going with it. I mean, to like get specific on that, like what I would do is if I were an agent listening to this podcast, um, like we've literally got lead in the title. So I'm going to assume that you're an agent who wants to grow your business or get leads. Right. I would go to your computer the second you get there and I would download your Gmail, your paying customer list and get those CSV files. And then I would go to Facebook. I would upload all of your past clients, your paying customer list, and I would upload your entire email list and then create lookalike audiences of those two things. You can find... You can find our videos showing you how to do that. You can find it's pretty easy. Just if you log into your Facebook ad thing, you can do it there, um, or you can just Google search it, and there'll be a YouTube video showing you how to do it. Create those lookalikes, run eBooks at them that solve these problems, and you're going to get cheaper leads than you ever thought were possible. Right. Especially if you're buying leads now, it's just going to be insane to you probably. And fingers crossed, if you do land a sale with an individual who has a family. Um, you know, the types of homes that are purchased are just, you know, a, a better buy and the better value and you end up making more money that way on top of it. If you're focusing on somebody without children, uh, the square footage is, an, is 300 square feet less. So there's less money in your pocket there. 
um, you know, the, the house costs less. You're talking about three-bedroom homes versus four-bedroom homes. Um, so yeah, uh, Tyler's 100% right. Target your audience and, you know, get those cheap leads going and hopefully get some sales out of it. And, uh, you know, keep rocking and rolling into the new year, definitely. So that's some definite food for, for thought. I can't even talk right now because I'm excited about the new year. Um, one more thing I wanted to bring up, and this is kind of a nationwide thing. I thought it was pretty cool. Figured it would, we'd want to just at least list them, the top 10 markets for millennials. Um, and this might be another audience that you really want to target with Facebook ad campaigns um, and stuff like that. Kelvin, if you want to read them off, go, go ahead because I know you like some of those areas. <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually on NAR right now. Where did it start? It started with Portland. Of course it did, I right? love Portland. <laughs> Portland's Portland's awesome. It's so weird. It's just a great place. So I'm going to read through. You've got Portland, Austin, Charleston, Seattle, Salt Lake City, Minneapolis, uh, Raleigh, Ogden? Where's Ogden? Where is this, actually? I don't even know That's where this Salt is. Salt Lake City, I think. That's Ogden. Salt Lake? Ogden? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've never even been there. But NAR says that millennials like it. So basically the whole idea is you've got a list here. If you're in any of these specific areas, this just gave you a demographic that is apparently very target. prominent in your area. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in if you're in Portland, create some content, some guides, some, some information all specifically targeted towards millennials since that's a very hard demographic to crack for, for real estate agents in general. Um, you've, got, you've got it. You've got momentum on your side since it's already the area itself is a very prominent Right, and those people are moving into that area from elsewhere. So you can look at, we just talked about demographic trends within a community, within like a targeted audience of parents. So this is another demographic trend that you could target with Facebook ads is people moving to this community who are of a certain age group. Yeah. And so you can set up ads to people outside there who are interested in moving here um, with certain age restrictions and then put together an ebook or a guide to moving to Portland in your early 30s and that will be how you then target and get sales to that demographic without having to pay you know 100 200 bucks a lead to right. someone like Zillow yeah or like I, we have a lot of people out here in New Mexico Chris who have always said they want to move out to Portland and something you could do is just to stay with the topic of ebooks is put something together that says like thinking about moving to Portland here's why you should and you've got 10 things in there that are just really awesome things awaiting in Portland you've got the timbers you've got Multnomah Falls you've got a yeah, bunch hiking, of breweries you've the, got the beach is two yeah hours away. so you can yeah. put together a list of and here's exactly why you should move to portland right now and get in on those specific people good breweries you got good breweries out there that's, oh, that's i love brewery. Brewery. <laughs> i love breweries rogue man <laughs> um yeah so i just thought it was pretty interesting and i know that a lot of our agents are in those areas and i figured it'd be pretty cool for them to just try and you know hop on that bus and and try and take out some good ad campaigns on Facebook, target those specific audiences. And you have to think too, millennials are on social media a lot, right? They understand how it works. They understand what it, what it does. And it's something that it seems like, like we said, it's kind of a hard, hard egg to crack. But I think once you do, you're going to have a lot of benefit and a lot of leads come from it because these individuals are looking for homes. These individuals are coming out of college. They've got some money to spend. They've got good jobs now and they're looking for, they're looking for a home. They're looking for a family home to start something. So definitely, uh, you know, once again, food for thought. That's all I've been trying to say this, this last couple times is, you know, we're giving you some ideas on some audiences to target on Facebook since these uh, squeeze pages have been so successful for you guys. And this is something. That's and that's the thing to like, if you're, if this is like a real, if you're an agent sitting there right now listening to this, who is running an ad to IDX or to what's your home worth, you're doing it wrong. Right. Those two things, those, like. 
2000, that's a 2004 marketing strategy and it's 2017. I'm sorry, times changed. Uh, you know, it, it, you can make those work a little bit if you're looking for the most efficient way to go out there and get uh, leads, email addresses, build your CRM, build your database. This is, this is how you do it. Uh, on Facebook with targeting two landing pages to get the emails to then set up the sale. Right. And, and that's the thing is, you know, be creative about it. We want to see some, you know, we have seen already some really creative uh, ad campaigns that are working really, really well. And, you know, it's it's like you said, it's, it's 2017. It's time to, I guess, step your game up and come up with some more creativity and see see what happens. Um, so this is just... Some I mean, really yeah, and that's sort of like the the cliche thing like it's time to step up your game but like the reality is like if if you don't like there there are six to eight thousand real estate agents in every single one of these markets and so if you're not going to take the time this year uh to sit down and, and really understand how facebook ad targeting works to a landing page then i'm i kind of willing to bet that someone else in your market is willing to do that because it's it's fairly simple with the tools out there now and so it's the marketing strategy of the moment that uh really is the culmination like people used to send we were studying um earlier this morning some sugarman uh copywriting articles it's the same thing they used to do in those days except back then they would spend days and months writing these long form 40 page uh letters that would be sent to your house that you, people would then read with a call to action at the end to buy. It's the same strategy except now that's on Facebook with targeting and instead of mailing stuff you're paying to get your ad in front of their face and then they click to a landing page and opt in. You know it's the same thing it's just you have to learn the way to execute on that thing in in the current like reality we're all living in right that's that's right. all we're recommending. Yeah and, and you know we should be careful because Kelvin might end up being an author for the uh, Guide to Dummies series in Barnes and Noble. He, you know, he wrote up a fantastic <laughs> forty-plus page uh, Facebook guide on how to do it. So the the resources are out there, and if you take advantage of these, you will get leads. I mean, it's that simple. If you do it, you you know, we we jokingly say like Shia LaBeouf, just do it. You will get it. It will. Yeah, it will yeah. Come. You would have been early to Facebook advertising, like three years ago you're no longer early right. it's mainstream right yeah so. and if you're not taking the time to actually get informed on that then you're you're really going to hurt yourself by the end of this year right yeah absolutely um great so uh speaking of facebook let's move into the beatzilla questions because we have four or five pretty decent ones that i noticed yeah. throughout the uh the holiday and uh we're back in action we can help you guys out Dave Treat, uh, I sh I, <laughs> Dave Treat asks, hello, EAP group. I'm working on my marketing process for Facebook, and I'm curious to know what is considered a good click-through rate for a Facebook ad. Many of my ads have been getting 2.5 to 3%. What should I really expect from a well-crafted ad? Any comments are much appreciated. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and say personally time, right? We, it depends on how long you're running the ad and how much statistics you can get from it, right? Is, or am I, am I wrong here? No, so no. there are... Yeah, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, okay, <laughs> click-through rate. Um, there are, let's let's say there are three types of Facebook ads you can run. One, you can farm Facebook by setting up your targeting for a demographic, let's say a zip code plus an age range, and showing them a video um, running, let's say, an educational video to them and changing that once the frequency hits like four to five, 
right? And that's 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 just farming, right? That's building your brand. So that's that's strategy number one. Strategy number two would be getting them to click back to your site to read a blog. So then you're kind of you're sharing your blog on Facebook, you're boosting it to a specific demographic, getting them back to your site. Step three would be lead gen. And that's where you're sharing a landing page and then advert and then boosting that or advertising that on Facebook and then getting them to click back through there. So generally speaking, your click-through rate is determined by by a few things. Uh, number one is the frequency. So you have people that you're looking to target. Let's just say they're people making over $30,000 a year who are looking to buy a house in these five zip codes or this radius that you do business in. What you're going to do is you're going to run them one ad and you're going to reach, let's say, a thousand people and your ad's going to have 2,000 impressions. That means, on average, your ad's been shown two times to, to every person. Once that um, frequency goes up, so that'd be a two frequency, your click-through rate's going to fall. So that's the first thing impacting you is how many times your ad's been shown to everyone that you're reaching. Um, and the more times it's been shown, the lower your click-through rate will go and the higher your cost per click will go. Now, the other thing impacting your click-through rate is how enticing you're making the offer. Most of the time in advertising, there's a compromise that has to happen. You're either going to promise people in your copy on the ad that you can basically walk on water, and so everyone's going to click that, and you're going to have a 100% click-through rate, and then you're going to promise them on the landing page that you can also walk on water, and so you're going to have a 100% conversion there, and then on the conversion to sale, like you told them you can walk on water. Obviously, no one can walk on water and you're going to have a 0% conversion to sale. So at some point in that sequence of things, you're targeting your clicks from the copy on the ad, the copy on the landing page, and then the, what, the scripts you use to sell them. You have to be real. And uh, what that means is you have to eliminate people that don't qualify for what you're selling because what you're selling is a house in most Americans. Um, you know, there are a lot of Americans who don't qualify to buy a house from you because you're selling houses in like Portland and I live in Kansas city. Right. And so, um, if that's the case, a, a click through rate that is 0.75 with a hundred percent conversion on the landing page is probably still really freaking good and going to get you cheap leads. Whereas a click-through rate of, let's say, 7% with a 20% conversion on the landing page might be exactly the same cost per lead, but will have a lower cost per click, but you need more clicks to get the lead. Um, so it's, it's a metric, but you kind of have to look at how that metric works in the whole set of the funnel that I just laid out. Um, two and a half to three percent is pretty darn good. Um, that's sort of the short answer to that. But that's the long answer. <laughs> yeah, the um, short answer is those numbers are really good. But Tyler's yeah. right. It's there's different metrics that are really, really important to look at, not just the click through rate. Um, it there's there can be, and you know we've done over four thousand ads. I was just looking at Espresso, Tyler. I didn't even realize we passed like the four thousand mark not no. too long ago. And like, there's always these random things. We I mean we've got ads with like a click through rate of just around one percent, but it had like five sales. 
Right. And or, or you have ads that have a 100% conversion on the landing page, but a higher cost per click, but that cost per lead and cost per sale ends up being lower. Exactly. So really, so here's, here's what, so I would say you're asking the wrong question. Here's what you have to figure out. You have to figure out your cost per lead and you have to figure out your earnings per lead. And yeah. then that's all that matters. So how many leads does it take to sell a house? What's the average commission on all the houses you sell? That's your earnings per lead. And then you have to find a cost per lead that's lower than your earnings per lead. And then, uh, you know, raise your budgets to the moon. Right? Then you're good. Yeah. Um, so that's like, in the click-through rate is one thing you can use to sort of, you know, is this ad? The, the most use, here's the most useful way, most useful thing for the click-through rate. The most useful reason to look at your click-through rate is when to turn off your ads. Like I said, you can... You're, you're running your ads, let's say a thousand people. At some point, everyone has seen that ad five to seven times. And that's when your frequency is five to six mm -hmm. to seven. And that's, and then your click through rate is just going to fall off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, shut off that ad, change out the graphics, change out the copy, relaunch it. Yeah. So that's the most useful way to study that click through rate. There you go. That was the best answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Shut off the, the podcast. podcast. We're, done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're shutting down. We've retired yeah. at episode 58, somewhere around there. Um, thank you so much, Dave, for that question. Uh, I Hopefully that helped you out. I know I learned something. <laughs> um, if you have any more questions, feel free to send them in on the BeatZilla group. Um, maybe just shoot it to us as well via an email at support at easy, easyagentpro.com, and we'll be more than happy to maybe add it to the uh Beatzilla questions. Uh, we'll move along to the next one. I think this one's pretty specific towards Kelvin since he's our video guru. He's our video ninja with all the fantastic videos he uploads to YouTube to help you guys oh, out on how to better optimize yourself. Got a YouTube yourself. question. Yeah. Um, Carol Lee, I've been working with her for a long time. She's a fantastic individual. Uh, she said, hey, AP agents, uh, I've been working on my social media by utilizing all tools, which is fantastic. I've left uh, YouTube for last because so I'm such a spaz when I hit record. Would love for some fun, easy tips to get more comfortable, um, How anything like that. So, Kelvin, I figured since, you know, you're you're a big fan of stepping in front of the camera and have the, the huevos to do it, any, any tips? <laughs> any, any tips? I or... think... Uh... I think both Tyler and I would agree that repetition makes a big difference just to keep consistently cranking out videos, just to keep at it. Um, every single video I do, the next one's always going to get a little easier. It always gets more and more comfortable. Also, um, if you have a friend or someone you can do the video with, that's always a great idea. For instance, if you saw the video that Chris and I did together, it was really relaxed and really enjoyable. And it's because we're buddies and we just we were just having a good time. It really took a lot of the pressure off. Um, of focusing so much on what me. we're specifically trying it to say. Took, it took off the pressure off me for sure. That's the first video I've ever done and I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't, uh, and of course, and the thing that I like to say too is, you know, you're not going to get it right the first time. And the thing that you can do is either get really frustrated or stressed out because you messed up or make fun of it and have fun and laugh about it. And that's what we did. Yeah. And I think that absolutely made it work really well. And, and really take time to script it out. I know part of your question here was about how to incorporate blog topics. I tell people all the time, if they're not sure what to do videos about, they could do videos based off of what their blogs are and essentially use their blogs as a script. Like the blogs already laid out information for you. Basically just recapture that information for a video. Just reiterate it all, but in a video. So you can use your blogs as scripts. Take the time to actually write down everything you want to cover. Um, run through it a few times. Repetition is really, really your friend when it comes to YouTube videos. 
Absolutely. Tyler, what about you? Because I know that you're pretty, you have been active, like 400 of the 6,000 videos yeah. we have is of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that the, the, key, the thing with video is it is, it, it is really a lot easier than writing because you, it's different every time just because we always talk differently every time. So mm-hmm. for example, we just earlier in this podcast in the top 10 markets for millennials, right? Let's say you're an agent in one of those. You can, you can then just look at that and you have an instant video to make. Uh, you can just talk about what that looks like. And after you're done talking, it's going to be five to 10 minutes um, and you'll have, you'll have a decent video. And so I would just outsource the resor- research and outsource the topic generation to NAR or to Inman and literally like take that stat that they, because they, it's really statistics and no one wants to look at that. So just look at the statistic and then talk about what that means for you, for people in that community, for like what it's going to do to home price. Like what does Portland being... Um, the place that millennials want to move to, like 26% of people moving to Portland are millennials. What does that do for the average Portland homeowner's um, value of their house? What does that do for communities yeah. and gentrification? What does that do for up and coming and fading away like neighborhoods? What's that do for business uh, new projects and new businesses there? And like there are four questions that I like, I don't think anyone but a real estate agent would know the answer to in Portland and then you had a useful video. So uh, to give you some really practical advice, I would pull up some stat like that and just riff on it for five to six minutes in front of a like iPhone six or better on a tripod and go with it. Well, and that's the best thing too, right? With these, you don't have to be spending a ton of money and resources and time and energy in buying brand new equipment. You know, your i like right. you said, your iPhone's perfect for it too. Don't be, don't feel overwhelmed because you're using your phone. It shoots just as good video as a DSLR camera that shoots in 4K does. You know, you don't just because you feel like you don't have the resources um, that shouldn't. Yeah, I heard this this morning from from making from a Grant Cardone. Video. He was saying that like everyone's always like quality versus quantity, and that's the. That's pretty much it in business, right? Are you going to get a lot of leads or are you going to get quality leads? And to me and what he said, you can never get quality until you've gone through quantity. Yeah. So you can never get quality videos until you've uploaded 100 videos. You can never get quality write. You can't get good at writing until you've written a ton. You can't get good at sales scripts until you've practiced a ton. Um, and as an agent, you can't be like, your tips aren't going to be that good until you've like, like sold a ton of houses or read a ton of articles or helped a ton of people. So I would focus more on the quantity and literally shun yourself from thinking about quality until you're 50 in. Right. No, that's a, I think that's a fantastic and true. Yeah. That applies to Facebook ads, everything too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Well, I mean, even Instagram, look at our Instagram account until we started coming up with some good flow and continuity between everything, right? It was a jumbled mess, and now we've got that set structure. And that wouldn't have happened off the bat, right? It took some tar- some trial and error and some learning to do so. Video yeah, is the exact takes, same way. I would also say stop thinking. Um, I, yeah, I would not think about it as much as I would take action. Yep. Um, Just do it, right? <laughs> yeah, people get people yeah. get so caught up on on thinking about everything too much. And you're right. Uh, they also want to just like, they're looking to try and create information that's unique. And like Tyler just said, all the information you need to create anything is already out there for you. 
Uh, it's already available. It's just about repurposing it into something more specific for your market, for your audience. But it's all there already. Everything's available to you. Right. Um, yeah, fantastic question. Uh, love it. And I'm really happy that Kelvin and Tyler were both able to sit in here since they, you know, they're the names of the or the faces of the company and you guys see them on videos all the time. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Trevor Anderson had a question. I am working as a buyer slash seller agent for a successful owner slash broker of an independent brokerage. They do luxury properties and are a hundred percent referral business with no lead management or process for touching past clients. I need to develop new leads to their website and in general, is there a top three to five things I should be doing each week to build up a new pipeline? Tyler go. I know you're excited about this and I can feel it. <laughs> Trevor, anything works <laughs> and, um, all you have to do is do it. So the, the thing I've learned is Facebook ads work. Um, we've even made Twitter ads work. We've gotten ads in sales from Instagram. We've gotten leads from SEO. Uh, we've gotten leads from organic Facebook. Um, but the, the, like you say three to five things I should be doing. I would strip that down to one and pick the one that interests you. So if you want to do video, that requires you wanting to get in front of a video every day. If you want to do SEO, that requires you writing probably a thousand, two thousand words every day. If you want to do Facebook ads, that requires you spending an hour studying the numbers and probably a $1,000 budget, maybe a $500 budget of ads um, that you spend monthly. And so pick your pick the poison that we just outlined and like really sink your teeth into one of those. Um, in terms of following up with people, I would I would really recommend the same thing. So pick your the way to generate leads. I just named three or four of them. There are probably like a hundred others. And then in terms of like following up, like go sign up for something like MailChimp. It's free. Um, start sending emails. Uh, yeah. We have some scripts. You'll you'll get stats instantly. You'll know the open rate and the click through rate. Go there and try to do better every single time. Um, we we notice that we get the highest click-through rate when we include cartoon graphics in our emails. It sounds completely silly. It works like crazy. And so that's what we do now. Every single one of our emails has a cartoon graphic. And since that's the case, uh, we wouldn't have learned that if we had like just sat around thinking. We, we just kept sending emails. Now we have a sequence of a training sequence that we send a lot of agents through and it's probably like 100 emails long um, and that wasn't built overnight that was built by like sending a probably like 400 bad emails to find the like 100 see and ones. i love that that's my favorite thing that i always tell people is it doesn't matter what you're doing before you succeed there's going to be four or five times where you fail and you're going to fail yeah. miserably and that should so i would like you. i would yeah be. just like find ways to get leads and then uh with one of those methods and then sign up for mailchimp or like there are tons of good crms you know sign up for the one that makes sense for you they most of them have free trials um and then yeah and then start sending them follow-up stuff what about and you? then, and then once you get good at that, then you can go out there and do. So what he's probably looking for is he's probably looking for us to talk about like Facebook retargeting or like the CSV uploads to Facebook, like we talked about earlier. And all that's cool. Um, it's just it's building. It's like you're literally building a house, and the foundation of that is you know whatever you pick. So let's say you pick SEO. Well, then you you just laid a foundation of SEO. Next, you got to put up walls. Okay, the walls are going to be Facebook. It's, and you can't like. 
do it all at once because then it's a jumbled mess. You've well, got you to like to, you have to crawl before you walk, walk before you run, yeah. and run before you sprint. It's the same idea. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Calvin? I'm sure you've got a couple little uh, little magic tricks. No, I yeah, the I was immediately going to jump to email. I mean, not reaching out, not touching past clients, like you said here, is a huge mistake. I just did a video on you know how gift giving can be a, a huge a huge thing for reaching out to past clients and all the different you know services available for you to uniquely reach out and stay connected and remain top of mind with past clients since that's a huge huge element of your business. Um, I think email is where I would start. I, I think Tyler's right too. The whole idea of starting with three to five is a mistake. Start with one, build from there. But I would yeah, start with email. Piggyback I think that's off what Kelvin, piggybacking off what Kelvin just said about gifts, the number one mistake that I see people make when it comes to, to all of this is not systemizing it. Go buy Emeth. Uh, it's a book out there, and it's all about building systems. So if you're gonna, if we, if we say that instead of instead of emails or Mailchimp, you you decide you're gonna send a gift, you need to set up like what type of gift, how it automatically gets delivered. Maybe you set up a business account on Amazon, and you found this really cool thing, and um, it sends an email notice to the admin in your office to auto e to auto order this for the client with the client's mailing address, name, and whatever, like six months after they buy. And then you set that up, you can set it up with ifttt.com um, off of like maybe on your calendar, you have a closing date in there. Say every six months after a closing appointment, send this email to our admin to order this gift from Amazon for them. And, and then it's done and it's automated and your mind is completely free to focus on the next follow-up system. The mistake people make is saying, okay, uh, is, is like opening Microsoft Word, writing, okay, what's our mission? Our mission is to follow up with clients. What's our objectives? We're going to follow up, maintain top of mind and some other like cliche thing. Okay, how are we going to do that? We're going to send them all a gift. And then they click save. They send it to everyone as a PDF, as a memorandum. And then like two, two days later, everyone forgets about it and no one does it. Right. Like the, the real way to like six to to make this successful since no one's doing it already is to build those little little bits of automation um into everyone's life so that you get 100% buy-in because it's no more extra effort for anyone um with tons of upside because now you're sending gifts to past clients you're following up with past clients without taking the time, extra time, the time. Out of yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the th and we all know. I mean, and th this is one of those businesses where time is money, right? If you're busy, that's good, but you you will forget stuff when that happens. And you want to treat this type of idea of automation as an investment into your your company. You know, the more time you spend up front just doing it and getting it sorted out, the the more time you're going to save in the long run. You've just invested that into the company, and that's fantastic. Yeah. With that said, too, I want to say, you know, I find it really strange that these that this brokerage. I'm not bashing on them or by any means. They sound like fantastic people, and hopefully, you guys will be successful. If they're a 100% referral business and there's there's no process for touching past clients, you know, if you create this automation, you 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 end up touching these past clients. Expect that referral business to shoot up as well, right? You're hitting, yep. you're in, you're contacting them, and you're staying you're staying in contact with these individuals. Your referrals are going to shoot up through the roof as well. So I agree with them. Focus with one thing, get it automated, get it get it working correctly, and then move on to the next step. Um, focusing on three or five things, you know, I don't want to say you're setting yourself up for failure, but you're definitely going to overwhelm yourself. 
So the more time you take in the in the upfront to master a specific thing and then move forward, it will benefit you in the long run. And like I said, that referral yeah. business, they're going to be so much more happy because, like you said, you're touching past clients now. So, any any anything else you guys want to add to that? No, I think we got it all. Awesome, Ron Flanagan, my main man, Ron. Killing it with all of his advertising, his brand recognition. This guy is on fire. Um, he managed to find another site, and he said, "I was researching other websites that are ranking high on Google, and I noticed that uh, was very. I, he noticed that it was very high, and the only thing that stood out to him was the use of tag words at the end of each blog post. And Kelvin and I just had a brief discussion about that today. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to kind of touch base on tags and how they work, or you know, the do's and don'ts, or even if they're necessary. So, Kelvin, if you want to take it away, by all means, man. Yeah, so basically, Ron, um, that is something that stood out. I can I can see them right there at the very bottom. But basically, your tags, these aren't going to really influence SEO at all. What stands out to me from just this screenshot, and I don't see the whole website, but it looks old. So I'm assuming the only thing that this site has up on you is time. This site's probably been around for a lot longer. But tags do not influence success with SEO. They haven't influenced it since around 2008, 2009, since people started really manipulating the system of tags, meta tags, and meta descriptions to really try and hack their way up to the first page. Google stopped using those as any type of influence for ranking. So those tags at the bottom do not influence your SEO. I would not worry about them at all. I would just focus on writing quality content and sticking with it because the longer you're, you're posts are up, the more it's getting spread, the more it's being shared, that's what's going to help you overtake those sites that have been around for a longer period of time. Boom. Looks like a good keyword to go after for me. Yeah. I would like, if that's on page one, I'd go after it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Take advantage of whatever you see. (laughs) Have a, have a, go after them, attack them. Like Tyler said, take advantage of what they're using and make it better. But literally all they have up on you is time right now because it does look like an old site. Which is another problem. So I we, we, we do a lot of websites. Um, and <laughs> the number one thing that I see wrong with most people coming into lead sites is that they're, they're changing their domain name like like every Ooh, yeah, freaking, we've had several every freaking questions about year, every lately. freaking three months. Yep. And the dom- you should look at your domain uh, changing your domain name, like changing the name of the band you're in that'd be like the beatles announcing that are they even that'd be like you could say the stones they're still all the stone that'd be like the rolling stones (laughs) changing their name today to the rolling rocks because they think it's going to perform better on google that's that's absolutely dumb don't do it so the reason this guy's ranking is because that site's probably been there for several years and had several links and it got there and now google's just like wait like You've got to make the content and then like not change that domain name. Boom. And and that's the thing is we have and this will help everybody, not just Ron. You know, domain name changes are always kind of a bad idea, right? You don't really you you've invested the time, energy, and effort in that brand recognition, so why change it? Um, you know, there's even special cases where like some somebody in the polar opposite side of the country might have the exact same not exact same, a really similar domain name, but they're in a different part of the country. If that's the case, maybe think about you know keeping that domain and then connecting it with a second domain or something like that. Don't lose, don't get, don't don't completely wipe anything that you've invested your time, money, and energy in. It's not going to be beneficial for you. And Tyler hit it exactly on the head. If the Rolling Stones turn them names turn their names into the Rolling Pebbles, it would be a mistake, right? And honestly, treat yourself like the Rolling Stones. You know the area and you know what you're doing. Don't change if it don't change it at all. It's not worth it. 
Um, so that's, yeah. And I, those dot realtor domains, those are just dumb. Like that's your email has to match your domain. And so if your email is going to be Tyler's eye at, um, uh, realtor, no one's going to remember, like, that's like, that's another, um, thing you've put in the path to being able to communicate with you easily. Your job as a business owner is to make it really easy for business to flow to you. That's just one more thing there. Plus those domain names just came out like a year, year and a half, um, two years. None of them are old enough yet. So like if you're changing to that, it's just, it's just not a good strategy. The other myth I see floated around a lot is people going out there and buying domains for communities and then having a one page community website. What you should do instead is have Instafarms or pages on your site devoted to that community and have all of them interconnected on one website. Mm-hmm. That's going right. to rank you faster than having 10 different sites. So I would I would have one domain with with all of that on there and not not have 10 of different ones for communities. That's the other right. myth I see out there propagated a lot. Um, those exact match keyword domains where it was johnsoncountyhomesforsale.com like that used to work in 2000 Google got rid of that like in 2004 and for some reason that the real estate community that rumor is still floating around that that works and it really doesn't right and and to fall back on the original question for Ron and what Kelvin said he these guys clearly have time on their side right it's an older site it doesn't look it, a it doesn't look nearly as as kick ass as yours does um, and B, you want to treat your site like a wine. The longer it sits and the longer it incubates, the better it's going to be, the better it's going to taste, right? It's the same thing with websites. The, the thing that we make it easy here at Easy Agent Pro to do is to keep your site relevant, right? It looks really good. It doesn't look like this, you know, was made in Microsoft Office or something like that and then just posted online. Um, and we're here to help you stay relevant as well. And these individuals just don't have that. But it's a double-edged sword. They have the time. That's why they're sitting and ranking so high. Um, so just treat it like a, a fine wine as well, or a scotch even, since we're big scotch fans here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tyler smiled. I saw Tyler smile. <laughs> he smirked. Yeah, we got we got a smile out of him today. That's good. Um, anyway, do your thing, Chris. Do your thing. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, with that said, I feel like we answered some really great questions, and I honestly truly think that there is a load of wealth of information here on this on this podcast episode. So thank you so much to Tyler and Kelvin for sitting in, helping you guys optimize your websites, and helping you guys optimize yourselves as real estate agents in general. Um, if you have any questions or comments or love what you heard, feel free to let us know on the BeatZilla group. Um, like I said, send us in a... Uh, uh, you know, an email at support at easy, easyagentpro.com. I read them. Uh, and then also, I don't know if we have one yet, and Tyler's going to smile again. Do we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter. We've had a Twitter for a while. Uh, tweet us as well. I don't even know the the thing. If you guys want to go ahead and plug that in, feel free. It's just it's at Easy at, Agent Pro. Uh, you oh, can also do at Tyler's Eye and at Kelvin Krupe. Like all of us go. have Twitter, so yeah, that's go. a great way to reach out to us immediately. Oh. Yeah, let us know what you guys think about the podcast. If you have any ideas for the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Um, and we just think that you guys are awesome. We appreciate you guys rolling into the new year with us, and we love that you guys are getting leads, and we're super excited to see what this new year has to bring. With that said, we are going out. We're headed out. Have a good night. Later. Bye, guys. Say bye, Tyler. Oh, I, I said later, right after. Oh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody.
Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.